So here's the thing. We now have a cat to go along with the dog. This really doesn't have anything to do with education uh, or being funny and teaching and whatever. Well, it is about being funny. Because cats are independent little beings. But because of this pandemic, everybody is has become total like animal activists at every level. And so uh, I can't tell anybody that I put the cat, the kitten, in a carrier in the bathroom at night where, you know, he has food and litter box and everything, but that, uh, I guess, is, you know, not what you're supposed to do anymore. You're supposed to have them in, you know, your bed or your room or, I don't know, whatever. And I'm just not going to do it. The thing that I forgot about cats and kittens is that my God, they stink. They really stink because they go to the bathroom in a litter box in the house. And they smell terrible. Terrible. And here's the thing. A lot of landlords will say, no, you can't have a dog, but you can have a stinky cat. A, they stink. B, they want to tear stuff up. C, they're not terribly trainable. Like right now, he wants to crawl on me, and I have bare legs. It's like, no, cat, get away. Stay on your blanket. Got him a blanket. Stay on the blanket, right, away from me, unless I pick you up and pet you. And I just keep working it, you know. I just keep push, putting him back and putting him back. It's like this constant... Just put him back. And there we go. Now he just hopped down. Drives me crazy. So a friend of mine's like, well, have you bonded with the cat? I don't know what that means. Um, I pet him and I feed him and uh, my dog is the reason I got this cat and my dog loves the cat and he's much more active than he used to be so the cat is serving its purpose for my elderly dog which is to spark you know some entertainment for the old guy. But meanwhile, the sacrifice uh, that I've made to get this cat uh, might be beyond my reckoning. Uh, and he's really cute, but he's uh, he stink. My God. God, the cat box, what a nightmare. Yuck. 
See, when I was growing up, we lived on the farm. The cats didn't have litter boxes. They went outside. But no, no. No, 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 no. No, kittens have to stay in the house now. Well, and particularly this kind, because, of course, I had to uh, get a cat that looks like Snowbell from Stuart Little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, they're a special kind of cat mm-hmm. uh, with <laughs> some actually fairly serious special problems. Yeah. Of course, that's the case. Not only this smell to high heaven, he's genetically at a disadvantage. But really cute, though. You know, I mean, it, really, this kitten is going to be so cute. <laughs> I mean, it is cute. You know, but I mean, this cat is going to be when he gets older. Okay, so anyway... All right, so moving on. So now we uh, get to see the kids in person. Okay, I had to yawn. Uh, it's exhausting. There's all these procedures. <laughs> uh, which I don't remember myself. Like, at all. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. I think there might have been a fire drill. Oh my God, where was I and what was I doing? Was I in there? Oh. See? See, this is what happens. Maybe they didn't have it. You know, usually you'd know a fire drill, right? They probably didn't have it. Oh, anyway. Well, you know, the air filters are so loud that I may not have heard it. That's all right. Uh, still here, alive. Well, for the most part. So the kids get in, you know, after they've walked six feet apart, uh, in, I don't know, uh, in staggered columns when they change classes. Once they show up, um, oh my gosh, this might not have been a good idea to do this now. I keep yawning. They have to get settled, you know, and it's already been, I don't know, it takes forever. Like there is no four minutes between classes or, you know, there just isn't because it's, it just doesn't work. These administrators are running around like crazy because they have to excuse each class to leave. There's no bells. Anyway, that's really weird. Um, so, and because my position, I don't see kids, you know, some kids... A, chose not to come back in person. If I had a child, I would not have them go back in person. I wouldn't. Particularly middle school. I'm not going to be home by themselves. For crying in the night. Uh, and they could be diseased or they could catch it. And some of them get weird disorderly 
stuff going on. I mean, you know, long-term. What if they end up being COVID long haulers? I'm just, I don't know, I'm just saying. So, yeah, I wouldn't have them come back for two hours and to just go through all these protocols. Stand here, move here, stay to the right here, go around there, follow the arrows. Use this nasty, nasty hand sanitizer over and over. So disgusting. Well, it's not as bad as the cat litter box. Yeah, so it's it's a different level of disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's still bad. Anyway, but not as bad. Yeah. Okay, so that got me off track. Oh, yeah. All right. To have them run around and then spend 20 minutes maybe with the teacher who isn't supposed to hand them or things back and forth or who isn't supposed to get more than six feet near them. And so basically it's online in front of you. They're online and you're online with them being online. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they do get to see their peers. They do get to, you know, um, there are times when they can talk, sort of. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I don't see kids every period because some of the kids decide to stay home. Oh, that's where I got off track. Yeah, which I would never blah, blah, blah if I had a child who was this age. Anyway, neither here nor there. So some of the students want to see me in person, and, and some of them don't, and I'm fine either way, you know, whatever, parents, and they decide. So my schedule's weird, and uh, y'all don't know me, but uh, scheduling is not, not my forte at all. It just isn't. And neither, and for that matter... Neither is changing my schedule once I get used to it. So I hated being home. Couldn't find the kids. Didn't know what they're doing. It was a weird thing. I can't find the kids. I don't know what they're doing. Well, now I've somewhat gotten used to it. And I've got this routine. And now the routine's all screwed up because now I have to commute and figure out what time, do I have enough time between my online classes to get to the school in time for my other online or in-person class. Some of them overlap. That's attractive. Not. Uh, you know, when do I leave? And some people say, well, why don't you just go to the building like you normally would on a normal day and just do all your online classes from the building? Because it's nasty. That building is nasty. There is not air conditioning, A. B, I can't, there's no, my fridge isn't there. And there is no fridge we can use. And, well, we're not supposed to eat, right? There's nowhere to get water. I have to bring my own. 
I just, you know, I'm not into dragging five gallon, you know, I don't know, bucket or whatever, a gallon of water I to sit in an icky building. Oh, that has one bathroom for, you know, for, I don't know, 20 people. Maybe that's like one for 10 now because, you know, not uh, whatever. Not all the teachers are there all day. <laughs> but then in the afternoon, it's one for 40. And you know what? I just am like, no, I'm not going. Once I start to really have to go to the bathroom, leaving that building. Mm-hmm. I just have to wait, get home. Not doing it. Nasty. Past a certain point, yep. Like when the kids show up, we're done. We're done, not going, not. Mm-mm. Because there, there are two bathrooms. I don't know how I get on the subject of bathrooms. You guys all want to know this anyway. There are two bathrooms that are dedicated to the staff, except that now none of the bathrooms lock anymore. I mean, they lock if you're on the inside, but not on the outside. So if you have a key as a staff person, then you would know that only staff people went in there. But they unlocked them all because of uh, gender-neutral bathrooms. Is that right? I don't know. I think so. Okay, so I'm not up to speed. I'm just not up to speed. N- no, I'm not. Okay, I'm not sure why we did that. Because hmm. somebody who identifies as he doesn't want to go in the bathroom that's a she, but because when they were a she, no. When they were, okay, I'm just going to confuse myself, but uh, whatever the, uh, why ever it was, it's fine. Uh, I just want the staff bathroom to lock because well, I could still be a carrier even though I've been vaccinated, right? Or is that true? I don't even know. However, you can still get it. So if kid has it, and the bathrooms have, like, no ventilation and no windows. None of them have windows. None of them. They're like little cells. They're smaller than cells. They're tiny. Closets. (sighs) Nasty. Anyway, so they don't have that, so I... I mean, who works under these conditions? That's all I want. I'm just curious. Um, I don't know. I don't know who does. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And, oh, and then clean between all the children and use sani wipes and everything every time they come in and leave so my hands are getting ruined just like the children's ew it's it's just it i yeah and we're going to do this for six for six weeks now i know a lot of parents are really excited they're so glad that their kids are back in school they're thrilled 
Yeah. Well, for little ones, I get it. Not very many people can stay home all the time with their little ones. Their little ones can't stay home by themselves, and it's hard to set up pods. I get it. But middle school and high schoolers? No. No, they're old enough. And in my mind. Um, and they're really good at making their own pod. <laughs> you know, you just have to okay the pod somehow. So, yeah, this whole thing, um, I don't know... You know, there's there's all this push to teach, teach during this time for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, you can get things done in 20 minutes, but when the kids haven't seen each other and they haven't seen you and it's a whole new environment... I think it'll probably take four, because they come only twice a week. I think it'll probably take four weeks um, before they're used to it enough that, you know, they are able to settle in and get things done in that amount of time. Unless there's a fire drill, a lockdown drill, a horse in the courtyard drill, a balloon on the roof drill, a, you know, who knows, a, a stranger outside drill, um, a medical team to room two drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if other countries have this. They probably have fire drills. I don't know. I've never looked into that. I wonder if other countries do this, too. You know, they always say, well, you know, if you practice something, then when, you know, it really happens, you'll remember and it'll kick in. I always wonder who says that. Like, how do they know that? Uh, because I don't know. When I'm hit with an emergency, uh, yeah, no, I, that, I don't think it would just kick in. In regards to what to do. Except the earthquake thing. Yeah, even then. Even then. Yeah, I don't know. You know, and then I heard something else, too, that... Uh, middle school humans need extrinsic rewards in order to form... Uh, a habit, not a habit, but a, in order to um, oh, what is it? In order to absorb positive reinforcement or whatever. I don't know. You know, so they need like an M&M for every time you see them doing something good because then they'll repeat that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am suspicious on that one. Because I think 
if you're the kid that doesn't get the M&M, like, you know, the M&M just doesn't come your way, say, for two or three days. You're just missing whatever other people are doing to get that M&M, or it's just not on your wavelength as a kid, uh, at least in my world and from what I remember, if the prize didn't come my way after a while, uh, I didn't care about the prize anymore. And not only that, I'd work against the prize. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, I just don't think that giving some kids something and then some kids nothing in hopes that they will then do the something you want them to do or that you could find something else that they could, you know, I mean, essentially to me, you know, you, you end up giving all of the M&Ms to the kids for something. You've got to find something. Mm -hmm. But if you do that, then they get tired of M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you can add in, you know, competition, right, with the class. Okay, if I give out 100 M&Ms and then we beat Miss Haystack's class, then, uh, you know, we get a pizza party. Well, not now because it's COVID and no M&Ms because it's COVID. But anyway, you get my point. So, I just, I don't know. And it, and it always comes up year after year after year in this business that we need to give the kids something when they're doing a good job to reinforce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Okay. Oh, and, and, you know, to staff, too, we'll give you guys something, too, to reinforce you. I think it's all fine, and, you know, I do it. Of course, what I do is uh, I put the M&Ms in a jar, and if you feel like you did something that uh, is worthy of an M&M, come get one. <laughs> oh, yeah. And give one to me while you're at it. So, yeah, that's about how that goes. So, fine, you know, I mean, that's fine. I'll do that. Um, the only problem comes when the classroom that we're in competition with teacher says, how can they keep getting 120 like every day? Oh, they do? Oh. A funny thing, gal. You, wow. Yeah. Uh, huh. Anyway. Because, of course, one student goes up to grab one because they finished their work, and another student's going to be like, but I want one because I, you know, who knows? Anyway, right? Just, it's all complicated. But year after year, these things happen. The other thing that I found out is that I signed up for something because I thought it would help to, to um, teach a certain subject. There's this program. And I looked into it, and I realized I had been hornswoggled. Oh, my God. Right? Because it is a program that has been dressed in a different... 
it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's a program that I already knew that I had done years ago. And it was icky then. And you know it hasn't changed a whole lot. And it's icky now. It was a program where you would you would show a tape, a tape to the kids, a video to the kids that basically said to the students, your teachers are idiots. Your teachers have failed you. That's why you're here in our program, whatever this program was called. Just now I don't remember, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was supposed to play that. Can you guess whether I played it? <laughs> well, you'd be right if you said no, she didn't play it, because I know I didn't, even though you're supposed to, with fidelity. Mm-hmm. Play the video that says that your teachers failed you. <laughs> yeah, what if I was their teacher last year? Really? 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 Is that going to be helpful? Uh-huh. I don't need some giant corporation to tell me when I am and when I am not failing students. Because, first of all, nobody fails anybody. Because I have to keep saying this. Kids are natural learners. They naturally pick things up. It's amazing. It's because they're little humans. Yeah, cats and kittens do, too. They are natural learners of their environment in the way in which it works for them. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Not that humans are cats, you know, it's a little different. But, uh, so, anyway, a few cats or kittens might need explicit instruction. A few of them might. Um... Anyway, I don't know if that's true. Uh, but it's true with humans. There's a few that do, but very few. Right. So, this whole, this cat is now trying to get on me again. Um, yeah, just sit right there and lay down on your blanket. Yeah, and purr. Yeah, because I don't want you on me. You have claws. And I... Yeah, I have bare legs, so that's good. See, right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, uh, this program, yeah, anyway, swear and swaggled. Into, so I'm just supposed to take this class for this program, and I'm thinking, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. So hopefully they'll never contact me about joining that little cadre thing. Whew, new, new, new. Uh, because it's terrible. Uh, it's a program where you have to read the script to the kids. <laughs> it reminds me of, we used to call it dialing for dollars and you had to read this script and try and get money out of people uh, and there was these blanks where the people were supposed to say whatever they said and you, you could have different responses I mean different 
yeah, they would put down possible responses. And then you had more of your script to read. You know, if they say this and you say that, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's totally abstract from anything that the kids are doing. Like it has nothing to, the program has nothing to do with what they're learning. Right? Nothing to do with it. Nada. Nothing. So often what you find is that wherever information is being learned, right, in whatever context or environment, that environment brings that information up for them. So if they are writing an essay on Malcolm X, say. And so to write an essay, you need to have some skills in terms of, you know, your your topic, one, so not necessarily skills, but some information about your topic. So hopefully you've read something about the person and then uh, you're going to put that information in a coherent written form. (laughs) My brain's like, "Mm -hmm." maybe getting a little late for all this. Anyway, so for some kids, what they need help with in writing that essay will be how to organize that. So it would be nice if they could go to a support class that would help them with their uh, graphic organizer, which everybody always says, use a graphic organizer. Yeah, well, they're great unless you don't know how to use them and why. So anyway, uh, but instead they go to the support room, you know, and they get this other program that is, <laughs> that is teaching them to diagram sentences. They're on diagramming sentences. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with the topic or writing an essay. It does. It's a piece of it. But there is, there's no connection in their mind. And you cannot stray from the program's, you know, uh, whatever it is, script and the responses they're supposed to make and do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you can't bring in topics from, you know, that they've been working on or, you know, that might be familiar, that might be helpful, vocabulary, things like that. Nope. Mm-mm. No, no, no. So what happens when you do that is that the diagram sentence is great, great. It's helpful in writing and structuring sentences, whatever. Uh, but what they find generally is that that doesn't transfer out to... Um, say, the social studies classroom, 
It won't transfer. That information won't transfer. Uh, it may over time, but usually learning in context of something else that they're learning at the time is the best way to go. And this just ruins all of that. It's unreal. Anyway, and that's something else that comes round and round. Oh, let's do this again. Worked so well before. And those booklets and those training that training that oh, oh my gosh, they're just beautiful. High quality printing and you know directions and everything. Very expensive. Very, very expensive. Right? Big district. Big money. And I swear, I don't know what it is, but districts will do this where they're like, oh, let's do this. We haven't done it in six years. It looks a little bit different. Hmm. It has a different cover. Must be different. It'll be good. We'll do it. Again. And of course, then we're going to need somebody to train people and then somebody to watch people to make sure they're being, they're reading the script right every time. It's horrifying. Horrifying way to teach. You know, it's just um, a soul crusher. Because using kids' own writing and using their own ideas, I mean, you can also use ideas, the content that they're learning about in their other classes, but comic books, having them uh, make their own graphic novel and then take a look at how they're communicating in, written, in writing. How are they communicating? In writing, how can they make sense of and communicate what they want to to their audience? That's how you're going to get kids involved in the writing process in my mind. At least that's what's worked for me. Of course, we've gone away from that, further and further away from it. So... And I thought for sure the pendulum might swing back where we would do more project-based, do more student-centered learning. Yeah. But no. No. I'm going to do more. You shall learn this in this time frame. And I will tell you, like every other teacher will tell you in my script that I read and you will follow. Yikes. Forget reading Goldilocks and the Three Bears to little kids. No, 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 no. We're going to read the script with the words fat, cup, and run. Those work well together. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. I've talked enough. Oh, my gosh, 35 minutes. Woo! All right, if you made it to the end, good for you. Talk to y'all later.